You're listening to CMF Radio. Live from London. Good afternoon, everyone. This is another show with Tony O'Malley. We took a little break um, between uh, our shows because you were in Cornwall, Tony, you told me uh, before the show. Yes, hi, Fred. Um, yes, I was in Cornwall uh, a couple of weeks ago where we, uh, we decided not to do the show. And how was the weather there? Uh, terrible. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, we got good just as we were leaving. It became sunny just as we were leaving. But it, it was nice, a nice break. It but it's, it's quite far away uh, from, from London, actually. I went there, uh, I think it was two years ago. It's uh, altogether probably driving for, what, seven hours, eight hours? Oh, no, that's, that's, I don't think it's that far. From Oxford or from... Ah, from, 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 from London, from where I am. Yeah. Basically, leaving London is already one hour, 30 minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. From here, it's four hours. Ah, yeah, yeah. It depends also where you, where you go, because Cornwall is quite long on the, on the, on the coast. So it depends also where you go in, in Cornwall. Yeah. So there so was a well-deserved short uh, break in Cornwall. Very then. short, very short, yeah. For just uh, three days, actually. Yeah, but then... It was nice. We, we had a, we had a, a good time. And you've been writing uh, music also uh, since we last spoke uh, a few weeks ago. I um, haven't actually been writing anything new. Mainly just doing uh, computer housework. You know, uh, housework in the in the computer, and generally sorting out songs for my stream, which I still do every Friday at seven thirty on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So I have to, uh, you know, figure out different songs to play every every week, which in these conditions, in these uh, coronavirus conditions where musicians aren't uh, working as normal or <laughs> working at all, most most players are at least doing, doing uh, concerts and gigs and shows. So um, the... The stream gives me a focus to, um, you know, to keep my keep myself together, really. Yeah, uh, because uh, he, here in the UK, I think that Boris Johnson announced that from August the first, it would be possible to a certain extent to um, to organize gigs. Am I right? Um, you might well be right, but um, I think for um, the way it used to be, it's it's not it's never going to be the the way it used to be with um, people have to, you know, socially distance. And um, is that if that's the correct expression? Um, uh, so you won't be able to fill a, fill a place, fill a venue. So I don't see, I don't know how venues are going to um, well, survive. Actually. Yeah, to make it work, uh, economically speaking, it, it's difficult if you if you just run at forty or fifty percent capacity. Obviously, so uh, that's not easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I also read that the Ronnie Scouts would be reopening, uh, probably also with some social distancing in place uh, in in August or, or a bit later, maybe. But uh, there are already a few concerts uh, announced there. Nothing from the six oh six besides the live streams. You, you didn't hear anything from from there. Oh, I think it will be opening. I'm not sure of the date yet, but it will be opening. But the, the same rules will apply: social distancing. Uh, um, but Steve, you know, Steve Ruby at the six, he will definitely open, I think, uh, 
probably in August, but I haven't got a date yet. I haven't been given a date. So, uh, yeah, lots of places will open. And, but I guess people are waiting to see um, see how it's going to be, you know. But my feeling is that really not much is going to happen until 2021. Yeah, yeah. We, all, we all settles yeah. uh, to, to, to some... Uh, yeah. To, to something yeah. a bit more uh, normal, I would say, in terms of setting. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll yeah. see. So the, the program today that uh, you have decided to, to offer us is uh, a playlist of male singers who play the piano, you told me, uh, in your message on Facebook. Yeah, yeah well, because um, a couple of weeks ago we did um, a female singers who played the piano. So just for a difference we uh, I looked I mean there, there are quite a few you know there's a whole list of um, great piano players who sing or singers who play great piano you know, Elton John Billy Joel um, who, I, who are not on my list actually and, but um, uh, there's a whole host I've missed you know but you can't put every everybody on um, So, so you've decided uh, to start with Dr. John. Uh, indeed, yeah, Dr. John. It's um, one of my favorite piano players of all time, and um, he made an album. Oh, it's called "In the Central In the Sentimental Mood," which was actually produced by Tommy Lapuma, who coincidentally, I um, I've just started a book. That, Uh, that's written about Tommy Lapuma, mm -hmm. who who actually produced uh, some wonderful records. If, if anybody wants to Google Tommy Lapuma, he he made some. He produced. I think he was nominated about 33 times for uh, Grammys, and he won quite a few. Oh. And um, he passed away in 2017, but um, his work was is unbelievable and. In a sentimental mood. I mean, Dr. John made lots of albums, but in a sentimental mood, I think was probably his best. It sounds great, and um, uh, all the tracks are great. Fabulous musicians, uh, great arrangements, and with Tommy the Puma um, producing. And um, the first, in fact, what we're going to play is the first track. Uh, a song written by Gus Kahn and Walter Dolson, uh, I think, probably in, in the 20s. And uh, this one also features uh, Ricky Lee Jones, and the track is called Making Whoopie. Another bride, another groom, another sunny honeymoon, another season, and that's the reason for making whoopee. A lot of shoes, a lot of rides, the groom is nervous. Twice. 
track by Dr. John and uh, Ricky Lee Jones making Whoopi on the playlist of Tony O'Malley for today's um, While I Remember and before I forget which should be at some point Tony you told me a few months ago already now should be the title of your book yes I know um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm still Let's just say I'm I'm researching how to write a book because uh, it's 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 easier to say you know I'm going to write a book but um, oh I, I have kind of half mapped it out um, but I'm still researching. Put it that did, way. did you start the outline, for instance? My my what? Sorry. The outline, the the, yeah. the structure of the book, I would say. Um, yes, kind of. Uh, 
but not seriously, Fred. I know, I know you've written a book recently, haven't you? Or you? Uh, th there will be one released uh, on Friday, actually, uh, on Amazon Ooh. in French. Uh, yes, in uh, on Kindle and paperback. It's a, it's a romance novel uh, called um, Esquisse-moi plus fort, which would be could be translated in English as uh, something like "Sketch me harder" or something like that. Uh, yes. It's a romance novel, a romance novel in Soho, in London, taking place in London. So, um, yeah. Oh. Uh, what what was the translation again? Uh, it would be like you know a sketch, like when you're drawing, like a rough sketch, sketch, oh, sketching, like sketch me, and then harder, like uh, prefer stronger or sketch me stronger oh. or something like that. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, it's it's a new adult uh, romance uh, novel. So uh, there, there, there's some kinky stuff in the book, um, I would say. Oh, yeah, and it takes place yeah. in um, in Soho and in Shoreditch, uh, in the world, in the universe of uh, uh, drawing from um, from from uh, life models. So drawing from. Uh, um, live from people, you know, live drawing, um, wow. as, as you say, uh, as you say in English. So it's like the the journey of a of a woman who who used to be a muse for uh, aspiring novel writers and wants to change uh, her creative uh, path, and she moves into uh, live drawing, and then she meets someone there, and she has also some other stories uh, in parallel, and she has to choose between. Reason and passion. <laughs> so are there any pictures in the book? No, the only picture oh. in the book is uh, is the, the, the black and white uh, picture on the cover, which is quite uh, suggestive. And then you... you, and then you, you, you sorry? Disappointing. Yeah, and then you've got to create your own pictures in your mind. That's the whole purpose of... Uh, of a novel, yeah. I would yeah. say. So yeah, so it will be on um, on Amazon uh, from Friday, but it's already in pre-order. I've I've already sold a few, which is nice. Really? <laughs> so yeah. so uh, I hope that uh, that yeah, it will be um, I would say a decent start, and that will be the first one of a of a trilogy actually. So there will be three books. Um, um, I would say following each other from uh, this one, and then the next one would be end of September, and then the next one would be end of November. Well, I mean, you're a prolific, a prolific writer. Yeah, not yet written, by the way, so <laughs> I still have well, to to start writing the books. But I have promised uh, the readers that there will be three books before the end of the year. So um, I have to well, keep keep my promises. But um, yeah, that would be fun. So you you have to. You have to work on your on your book so that you can follow me in 2021. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, I should get down to business uh, soon. And w will there be some kinky stuff in your book too? Um, no, I, I'm not that. I'm not really that way inclined. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, yeah. so it will be very prude, very very politically correct. I would say. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, people, you know, uh, people said you've got to write a book. It's basically stories, you know, just, um, uh, stories about uh, well, just you know, gen general stories. And it, I think the trick is to make the stories uh, interesting and uh, unputdownable, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A page turner. A page turner. Yeah, and I have no experience of that, so uh, that's why I. 
got to research because the last thing you want is to write a book and um, only uh, only your uh, nearest and dearest read it. You want you want to reach out to lots of people who say, "Yeah, I couldn't put it down." So yeah, I to think, a broader audience, indeed. Yeah. And yeah. Did, did you know, by the way, that uh, the word cliffhanger? was uh, coined uh, and invented by uh, a British writer originally. Oh, what was his name? Cliffhanger. Yeah, cl no, that, the, the, name, the, name, the name of the concept, a cliffhanger. So at the end of a chapter when you, you just want to turn the page. I mean, it's no, there, there's something like in suspension at the end of a chapter. You don't know what will happen, but you have to turn the page yeah. to go to the next chapter, which is called a cliffhanger. And it was, uh, it's connected, uh, not, not really to where you went last week, but it's, it's close to, to that part of, of um, I would say, of the Ooh. UK. Uh, yeah. It originated in Wessex, and uh, the the guy who kind of invented the concept. I mean, he, he didn't invent the concept. He just wrote a book, uh, which was called "A Pair of Blue Eyes," I think, uh, by Thomas Hardy in the 19th century. A novel by oh, Thomas yeah. Hardy, and there was a scene at the end of one of the chapter where where the the hero, the main uh, protagonist, was uh, was basically hanging <laughs> from a cliff. <laughs> Uh, so uh, and we didn't know whether it would fall or not and there was a cliffhanger so that was the first time that there was a cliffhanger uh, oh. in a novel so yeah so the origin is Thomas Hardy in the 19th uh, yeah. in the 19th century that's it so let's go back to, to music now with uh, another great uh a uh, singer uh, who won't sing uh, but uh, piano player also Nat King Cole Yeah, the great uh, Nat King Cole, who is, uh, is an inspiration to many, many um, artists, especially Ray Charles, actually, because in the early days, Ray Charles used to, well, he sounded like Nat King Cole. He, he used to um, not, not copy him, but he, he wanted to emulate uh, Nat King Cole until he found his own voice. And we talk about the, the, end of the, the end of the 40s into the 50s. And... Um, uh, Anyway, uh, not a lot of people know that Nat King Cole was a, an unbelievable piano player. Um, in fact, that's how he started his career, by playing the piano. And um, the, the track that I've chosen is an old favorite, really. Um, from Well, from my childhood, childhood, I used to hear this song all the time. And um, it's... Um, So Nat doesn't sing on this on this track, but he, I, I challenge anybody not to, to tap their feet mm -hmm. uh, to this, to this um, rendition of uh, Nat King Cole playing T for Two. <laughs>
What an amazing jazzy rendition of T for Two by Nat King Cole. Very nice choice, Tony. Really love oh. the version. Yeah, thanks. I, I think it's uh, fantastic. Uh, great playing by Nat King Cole. And uh, um, the, the next song we will play is a song, uh, a favorite uh, of yours that you, you play very often. You told me in your uh, live streams. Song by uh, Donny Hathaway. Yes. Um, song uh, by Donny Hathaway. Well, I think he does, this is, Donny Hathaway does the definitive version, I think, but it has been covered by many, many artists. And it was written by another great piano player, Leon Russell. Um, and uh, it's just one of the best songs, I think, ever written, really. Uh, and um, Donny, Donny Hathaway's version is the top, I think. And uh, uh, if I could play and sing it like him, I'd, uh, I would die happy. And anyway, this one is called A Song For You.
space or time I love you for my life You're a friend of mine And when my life is over Remember when we were together We were alone And I was singing this song to you Space or time I love you for my life You're a friend of mine And when my life is over Remember When we were together We were alone and I was singing this song Singing this song to you. We were alone, and I was singing this song. Tony, this is a beautiful song, Donny Hathaway, a song for you. And now, Tony, we will move to um, the first song of your own repertoire uh, today in the show, a song called uh, My Existence, yeah. uh, which has a very special story, you told me. Well, I say special, it's, it's special. It's actually a, um, a piano solo from me, which I don't really do many piano solos, I, I don't think... Um, Uh, not as a rule, anyway. There are a few, but um, and this is from an album called Freedom Road, and the album I'd say was a labor of love. Uh, um, I used to get together in my tiny, tiny studio in Kentish Town with with the guys um, who were on the record and uh, wonderful players as Ash Stone, who Ash has gone on to become one of the top drummers, you know, around. And um, uh, Pino Palladino is is also on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamish Stewart is on the album um, on the on the on this track. Uh, Jim Mullen. Jim Mullen does a solo. You know Jim from Kokomo. Yeah, he plays with Kokomo indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim does a solo on, on this track, and it's more of a, a jazzy track, I'd say, but. Um, uh, as we discussed before, I'm not so <laughs> I'm not such a jazzer myself. 
but um, there's some great players. Adam Phillips is on this one. Adam's a great, great player. Who else? Who who have I missed out? Um, probably um, somebody important, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, so <clears throat> this album, uh, this song, is called. Um, uh, it's yeah, as, as I said, it's from the Freedom Road album, and it's called "My Existence on This Planet." If all else fails in my pursuits, will there be a consolation? If I never can to reap the into consideration the fact that I was trying and found a natural space to get high where I did my share of crying all the time just to find my existence on this planet about the bottom and should be bad why did Jack and Jill go up the hill what made John impregnate Janet if it was impossible to do the unpredictable couldn't give it all In a land of major double trouble If it was conceivable to do the unbelievable We'd all be unimpeachable Have ourselves a ball All the way to Constantinople bubble mm. If I never resolve all my dispute Will I forever suffer retribution If I never get Trace my roots, would you take into consideration the fact that I love smiling, making of you and me unified? How sweet it is to be flying all the time, just to find that existence on this planet. About the bum, and should we ban it? Why did Jack and Jill go up the hill? What made John impregnate Jen? Why did Jack 
Tony O'Malley, My Existence, one of uh, the last songs that Tony recorded in the 20th century, uh, in 1999. Am I right, Tony? <laughs> yeah, you've, you've reminded me, actually, yeah. Uh, that was the last album I made in the 20th century. But uh, yeah, Freedom Road, and that was My Existence, which, um, uh, yeah, I think it's a, more of a jazzy thing. But the next, uh, the next artist, he's also an English guy, and his name is John Cleary. And I'm not sure that many people know about John Cleary uh, uh, outside the, the music world. Um, uh, he's a great player, originally actually from Kent, but he went to New Orleans uh, maybe about 30 years ago. And um, a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, he was playing at um, Ronnie Scott's uh, And um, it was sold out, but somebody got me a ticket. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I didn't know John. I, I don't really know John that well. But uh, I messaged him on Facebook and said, uh, hey, John, I'm coming to see you tonight. Um, uh, you know, have a good one. And he wrote straight back to Tony. He said, I used to come and see you in Islington at the King's Head. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I was, I was too shy to come and say hello. And that's something I think, uh, you know, maybe it's a musician's thing, because I remember being in New York and seeing, uh, I was standing next to Richard T, who's my hero piano player. And um, I was standing next to him. I was just too nervous to say to say anything, you know, because mm -hmm. he was, you know, my hero. And he probably would have been extremely nice to me, you know, but... Um, Well, that was a long time ago. So it, it uh, um, you know, maybe it's it is something, uh, you know, amongst musicians. But I, I was happy that he used to come and see me. Uh, he's gone on to much better things, John Cleary, and um, he played with uh, Bonnie Raitt. He's played with BB um, uh, King, Ryan Adams, a lot of people, Taj Mahal, and he's a great piano player. Got a great, great brand, and um, the song that we're going. That I've chosen is probably one of his um, best, uh, or let's say most accessible songs. 
and um, he he's funky. He, he's really funky, John. I, I love his playing, and he's he's a you know top musician. And this song is called "When You Get Back."
A great track by John Cleary, When You Get Back. It could be part of, a, of an acid jazz playlist, I would say, uh, Tony. Yeah, he's a very, uh, very lovely player, John. And um, yeah, an enthusiastic guy about music. You know, he's, he's actually doing a stream himself during lockdown. And, and he's a very good teacher as well. He's teaching people how to, you know, that's all. <laughs> That's sort of a playing. He can do it much better than me. He's because he's he lives in New Orleans and uh, um, he studied that. And I think he was friends with Fats Domino before he passed away. Yeah. Uh, yeah so John Cleary, uh, and, uh, lovely player. Did, did I already ask you? Uh, are you a self-trained uh, piano player, or did you did you learn it at school? I, <laughs> for my sins, yeah, I'm self-trained. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't advise anybody to to um, copy my style, actually. But um, it's just it's developed over the years, uh, um, you know, um, <clears throat> singing and playing because that's, that's it's a technique in in itself, you know. So <clears throat> excuse me. It's, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm self-taught for it and do all the wrong things, you know, you know that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah. But do you I, um, c can you can you read music? No, I don't read. I can read, you know, chord charts and stuff. But no, I I, I tried to learn last year. Actually, I had a very nice teacher, but it was it's very difficult. You have to give it a lot of time, and um, I, I think I will do eventually. Learn some learn some dots. But no, I'm I'm self taught. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a self-taught musician. I, say, um, I said self-trained, but it's self-taught, self obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you, tra well, you, you, you trained on your own to teach yourself how to play music. Yeah, but Count Basie, he didn't read um, music, the famous Count Basie. And there, there's a, there are quite a few um, top guys that didn't read music but um yeah you, you, uh, you have even producers like uh, famous producers who, who, who don't even play music which is quite yeah, crazy when you think about it but um it exists they just have a good ear a good sense yeah. of music a good sense of melody and uh, and chord also yeah. very important for a producer yes is to be on the side of the artist <laughs> yeah so so the next the next song i've chosen of course i couldn't really um Uh, do do uh, a choice of piano playing singers without including the the very great uh, wonderful legend of Ray Charles, <clears throat> and um, so the song I've chosen is I guess probably one of his uh, most famous, apart from Georgia on my mind. But this is this is one that I remember as a as a kid hearing it, thinking, oh, "Wow, this guy!" And uh, I think we're If we have time, we're going to play the whole um, A and B side. And exactly. This is, yeah, and the and this Ray Charles, uh, I guess you know, uh, I think he does it. Is it? I think he does this in E. Uh, it might be an F, but uh, I didn't check. Um, but um, anyway, it's the very famous uh, song from Ray Charles. I think he wrote this one. It's called "What I Say."
when you see me in misery. Come on, baby, see about me now. That's quite a special version of Ray Charles' What I Say, a good demo for, a, I would say, a, a stereo system. It starts uh, in one ear, moves to the other one with the percussions. Um, so that was the full version, 6 minutes, 27 seconds of uh, What I'd Say. And uh, we will move now in the playlist to another great artist, uh, Donald Fagan. Yeah, Donald Fagan. Actually, before we go, I should mention that I... I should have really included uh, Elton John in in my uh, choices because he lived just down the road from me in in Harrow, and um, um, I I actually I didn't meet I didn't meet him but I met his mum and Bernie Taupin uh, because I had a driving instructor who lived 
just opposite in a block of flats uh, to to uh, Elton John's mum. Nice. And uh, I, we at the time actually uh, we had a hit record with a with a band called Arrival, or should say a group. We used to call them groups in those days. And um, Bernie was staying at uh, is Elton John's mum's house, and I had been listening to. Uh, uh, the album actually but it hadn't become a hit yet in fact Elton John was in America promoting it at that time but um, it was it was just a nice meeting to to meet uh, Bernie Taupin because uh, you know I'd been actually listening to his records and he liked our record as well so uh, but I thought I thought I'd just mention that I, I didn't choose any of Elton's songs because it's a different kind of style I, they wrote some fabulous stuff, and I, I have sung some of his songs. So anyway, now on to uh, um, the very fantastic uh, Donald Fagan. And the next song is actually uh, from his famous album called The Nightfly. And um, it's a rather a strange, um, <laughs> rather a strange title. It's called IGY, but which stands for... Um, International Geophysical Year, uh, but really it's um, uh, what the song is. I mean, he, he plays great piano to me. I, I love Donald Fagan. And this song, I suppose, probably being called IGY in brackets, it's What a Beautiful World.
Donald Fagan, IGY, which stands for International Geophysical Year, you told me, uh, Tony. Quite a strange uh, name. And you were also to telling me off the air uh, uh, a bit more about the story of, of meeting Bernie Taupin. And I was asking you whether you have already seen the movie uh, Rocket Man. And you told me no, because they, 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 they show a lot of this house uh, that, that was in, in the same street as you used to live. That's what you told me. Not, not the same street as um, I lived in uh, the Pinner Road 
just off the Pinner Road in Harrow. And the Pinner Road uh, leads to where um, um, Elton John or Reg Dwight, as he, as he was, um, to where he lives. It's just a couple of miles down the road. And I had a driving instructor, as I said, that uh, lived opposite um, in the block of the block of uh, it's like a, a little block of flats and, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, <clears throat> yeah and so he said do you want to meet do you want to meet his mum yeah, <laughs> because nobody knew Elton at the time he, he wasn't famous then he was just about to become famous but I'd been listening to the album because well, we shared the same arranger and the, uh, Paul Buckmaster a wonderful arranger that did all the arrangements for Elton's stuff and he did the arrangements for the two hits that Arrival um, had the, 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 the songs were Friends and I Will Survive and uh, Paul Buckmaster <clears throat> did well it was just wonderful he passed away it's very sadly he passed away a couple of years ago and Paul Buckmaster talking about Paul he um, did the, I think, three arrangements for me for my Back at the Bag album. Hmm, yes. Uh, yeah, and um, it was really fantastic to hook up again with Paul, a, a, you know, such a great musician. And we were having, because uh, he lived in L.A., and we were having conferences, at, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, my time. He was just, you know, he was still up. It still hadn't gone to bed yet, you know. But that, anyway, that's Paul Batman, so that's another story altogether. I think you will like the movie because there are a lot of scenes in the beginning which will probably remind you of where you used to live and uh, and all that uh, era. We, we also see a few scenes in Denmark Street uh, with the guy who yeah. signed uh, Elton John uh, in the early days. And uh, yeah, that tells a lot about the atmosphere of those days, which was quite special also. Yeah, as, as I reminded you, Dick James, I'm sure he was the guy that said, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, right? through the glen Robin Hood Robin Hood I'm not going to not going to carry on there was a series in in England you know Robin Hood the Robin Hood uh, series and um, Dick James who's Dick James's music I think it was I'm sure he was the singer of uh, Robin Hood the theme tune for Robin Hood yeah. and it, <laughs> Merry Man and it was still in the days when there used to be a lot of um activity in the music industry in Denmark Street, uh, which uh, unfortunately, sadly, uh, is yeah. much, quieter, much quieter now. They're much quieter, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we move to the yeah. next artist in your playlist, uh, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Well, he's Michael, what can I say? He's so revered in, in the music industry for his fantastic voice and also such a great piano player. And uh, um, Femke keeps reminding me that I should uh, cover Taking It to the Streets, which is a um, Doobie Brothers song that Michael Michael was in Doobie Brothers um, for a time anyway. But the, the song that I've chosen is just sublime. It, I don't know, you know, it's just a wonderful arrangement. And it's not very long. It's quite a short song. But... Um, It just gets me every time I hear it. It gets to me, and um, it does. It's so such a such a beautiful rendition, and it's called "I Can Let Go Now." I 
felt so right. It was so wrong. Almost at the same time. The pain and ache a heart can take. No one really knows when the memories cling and keep you there till you no longer care. You can let go. Wrong for me to cling to you. Somehow I just needed time from what was to be. It's not like me to hold somebody down, but I won't. Tossed high by love, I almost never came down. Only to land here, where love's no longer found. Where I'm no. I can let go now. An amazing song by Michael McDonald's I Can Let Go Now. And it's almost the end of the show, Tony. Again, yeah, again, again. again. One fun. hour and uh, I think seven minutes. So we're just uh, uh, a bit uh, beyond the hour. But there's a good reason for that. Today, is that we wanted to play one of your songs as the last song for today because you, you fit in the program as a as a male singer who plays the piano. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you're perfectly uh, aligned with the, I would say, the concept of the show uh, today. And oh. the last song we're going to play um, is a song that you released just before all of this mayhem situation, COVID, coronavirus. It was in early March, um, a song called Heartache. Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, I'd kind of forgotten about it really because we, we'd w been working on it for, well, I guess about a year, and uh, we spent a lot of time mixing it. It was, it was actually very expertly mixed by Sonny, Sonny Winslow, um, my bass player, the guy that uh, plays bass with me. And um, you, in a way, as you're hearing stuff all the time, you get a little bit tired of hearing it. You know, your ears you know, become 
too tired. So anyway, I heard it just actually this morning, and um, I thought, that sounds really good, because we didn't do any promotion on it at all. It just went up on Spotify, and so, you know, uh, it's word of mouth, really. So I appreciate uh, you playing it, and I uh, uh, hope everybody uh, likes it and just uh, takes a listen, really. Yeah, and you can you can check it out after that on all the the good platforms. Yeah. That's the way we say today, Tony. We say on all the platforms. We used to say in in the in the record stores, but we don't say that anymore. Uh, so uh, yeah. now it's on all the good streaming platforms that we have to to direct uh, our listeners to to discover this song, Artic, and also all the other songs of your back catalog, and probably in the years to come, all the songs that you will just take from your demos and record again and release that's what we would yeah. like to hear also um, it was a pleasure to, to have you on your show actually because oh. it's your show again um, the next one should be within um, within two weeks uh, if we if we are um, together in the UK at that moment and we can if we can find time to uh, to, to record it um, that would be the uh The 10th, I think, the 10th of August. Uh, maybe, but actually, you know what? On the 10th of August, I will be on the Isle of Wight on holiday so that everybody oh. knows on the radio. So, But maybe we can just trick it and record it beforehand and broadcast it on the 10th okay. of August. Yeah, yeah we, we can maybe do that. Uh, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we record things uh, before they, uh, they go on air. So sometimes we oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, maybe... Um, Because I'm reading the Tommy Lipuma book, maybe I'll pick out some songs of the songs uh, not of Tom that he's produced. Maybe that might be a nice idea. That might be a nice, uh, a, a nice concept. But then you you have to see how you fit one of your songs inside a mix. Uh, maybe a well, song that you covered that he did. Maybe. Well, possibly, yeah. possibly, well, possibly, we'll see. Yeah. So I, I will, well, I, I will leave you the last word as you, as you do because your voice is much better than mine, as you know, as we all know. So if you can just announce your song, the last song. All right. Well, thanks, Fred. It's been a pleasure, uh, as usual, to do the do this podcast and like to love you and leave you with um, a song written by Frank Collins um, over 30 years ago. And uh, it's very recently released and uh, featuring lots of great musicians. This one is called Heartache.
Is CMF Radio live from London? 